You're listening to Scratching and Thriving Podcast on Exposure TV Network. I'm Dr. A, an educator and entrepreneur. And I'm Brandon, a healthcare executive and lifestyle guru. And we are two longtime friends who are passionate professionals committed to empowering people to thrive both professionally and personally. Hello. Hello. How was your week? Pretty good. How about you? Uh, fine, fine. How's the vaccination distribution going up there? Much better. We're one step below shooting darts, but <laughs> much better. Well, you know, that might work for some folk because I'm just saying, because I know they're starting to open schools and colleges and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's got to be. Yeah, they've lifted a lot of places. I think even in Texas, they redu- they removed the mask mandate. I understand that, but. Well, you know, so like Florida never, ever had a uh, statewide mandate. It depends on mm-hmm. the county that you're in. And mm-hmm. thankfully, the county I'm in, we have a mandate. In several states, I think it's what, 16 or 17 states in the union that don't have a statewide mandate. So, yeah, wow. that's, yeah, it's interesting considering we're in the middle of a pandemic. But mm-hmm. thankfully, the numbers are getting better. I know in Mississippi, they brought back the statewide mandate. And mm-hmm. some of Memphis suburbs are in Mississippi. Shelby County ain't playing. They told me, you come up here, you can have a mask on. So I went and visited not that long ago. I talked to, you know, remember we talked to James Alexander, the barcade? Mm-hmm. So that was a great interview. It was. He, you know, he's the original Barkay. Mm-hmm. He was the founder. Like most music groups, they trade out members as, you know, members as time goes on. Mm-hmm. Because they've been together. Mm-hmm. Like the Temptations. And Four Tops and all them, mm-hmm. right? Because I think they've been together since like the 65 or 66. So they've been together a while. And they have a new lead singer, uh, Chris Johnson. He goes by Chris J. You ever heard of him? Mm-hmm. I had. Perfect Gentleman. Yeah, and he uh, had a collaboration with Plies and Trina. Yep. The boy can sing. Mm-hmm. He don't sing, he sang. Sang. Yes, and uh, he's real soulful, real soulful. Reminds mm-hmm. you of like a, a David Ruffin, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Let's get to it. Let's talk to Chris J. Okay. East Memphis and South Memphis. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I went to Northside, graduated in 1991. Uh, I'm told my age just then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went to East High. Oh, that's what's up. So tell us about how you started in the music industry and how growing up in Memphis affected your music career. Brandon, I was five years old. Brandon and Dr. A when my mom was at church, Thomas. Chapel Baptist Church. I remember the address, 2519 New Raleigh Road. That's crazy. I remember all that. Uh, you but, know uh, my uh, my sister go to that church. Really? Yolanda Johnson. Look at this. Oh, wow. Small world. I'm a Johnson, my last name, so I'm sure we may be some kids some kind of way, but... Uh-huh. Yeah. 
but my mom, I was singing a song. I was crying the entire time. I have a picture of it as well. I am a child of the Most High King. I did not want to sing. Singing was not me. I thought it wasn't. And my mom said, you, you're going to sing, and here's the microphone. And started in church, five years old, started singing. And, you know, just like the story about but most artists, everyday church, Bible study, revival, mm-hmm. Sunday morning church, Sunday evening church. Mm-hmm. And my mom had a group called the Celestorettes. So a lot of women, about five of them, six, that would go and sing. And they, you know, do their little program with the little musicians. I followed them around. And that's how I got my start. I studied her and her mannerism in church. And from there, I really got into the music industry after she passed away. My mom was shot and killed when I was 11 years old in North Memphis. Uh, some apartments called the Goodwill Village. I remember those. Yeah, and wow. from there, I, I got ten. I have ten brothers, no sisters. So that teenage life, I skipped the whole deal because at 15 years old, my brothers had a band called U-Turn Band, and they put me in the clubs. I started singing in Raj, DC, Black Cat, Memphis Nights. Out, I wasn't. I wasn't even old enough to get in the clubs. So I would sing in the clubs one, two, three in the morning. Go to school, basketball star, and that's really. My my beginning music career, before I started recording, that was just a lot of cover tunes I would cover in the clubs, making money, singing around, you know, through a talent agency. And not only in Memphis, we would go out of town and start singing at different places, Fayetteville, Arkansas, Jackson, Mississippi, New Orleans, you name it. We were just young and singing and didn't know a whole lot. So of the brothers, where do you fit? What, what number are you? I am number nine. Okay, so you almost the baby. Yeah, I was almost the baby until I do have a little brother that's actually 23 years old. Wow. So did your older brothers kind of raise you from that point? Yes, I have a brother. His nickname is Skip. His real name is Kim. Kim Johnson. Uh, he works for Madden now. But he actually quit school uh, at 15 to work at Taco Bell to take care of me. He put his age up. He told the people he was like 16, 17, and he became a supervisor, assistant manager, manager all in less than three years. And Mm -hmm. he got an apartment, stayed with him. Uh, He ended up getting a house before he was 21. He pretty pretty much raised me, you know, and let me do a whole lot of stuff. I, I missed it. Like I said, I missed them teenage years. I was already grown, I think, from hanging out with the older people in the clubs, having to sing and go in the back. And wait, wait until my turn to come back out and sing. And that's all I could do. I couldn't party with him until I was of age. But my brother pretty much, and I always thank him for it because I would not be the man I am today if it wasn't for my brother, Skip. Mm-hmm. You know, we are church people oh, yeah. here. We grew up born and raised in the church, too. So, you know, and anybody that knows me knows that gospel music is just my heart. Mm-hmm. Like that is, that's my preference. That's what I, and, and old school hymns is what I like. Yeah. But what's your kind of favorite gospel music? What's your go-to song? What motivates and inspires you? The, my favorite I need the old Yes. Yes. Every hour. hour. Let me tell you. That's it right there. My uncle is in the gospel music and has won two stellar awards, uh, James Chambers. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Grew up as my mom brother, and I grew up singing, actually, some gospel tunes, opening up for the William Brothers, the Cat and Spirituals. Wow. I did that, too, as well. And 
just smoking Norfolk, listening to uh, mm-hmm. Marvin Sapp. I love Shirley Caesar. Shirley Caesar told me oh, years yeah, ago. Right. Yes. Yeah, so she grabbed me. I was singing at Stone Soul Picnic, and she came backstage, and that was I was singing R and B. She said, "You got an anointing on you," and she prophesied to me. And I never had anybody. I was 16, 17 years old. I never had nobody prophesy to me besides my mom telling me I was going to be great when I was young. And uh, mm-hmm. gospel music is always going to be my roots. I know so many gospel songs. It'll, I mean, right now, today, I listen to it and put it in my rotation of music because you, we are nothing without God. <laughs> That's true. That's, That's right. right. Yeah. So what led you to the legendary Barcades? Well, this, this is a funny story. I'm going to try to summarize it because... I didn't put in for this competition until the last day. A lot of people don't know that either. The Barcades had a competition deal on their website where they was looking for a new lead singer. And by me working, I work, I've been working for 24 years at the railroad in Memphis, BNSF Railway. I'm one of the managers there. And I said to myself, I don't know if I'm going to have time to do this if I were to put in for it. And I didn't want to waste their time and just be doing some things. So anyway, let me skip forward. I, I went to the studio, did my little audition, put it in before midnight. The Barcades had selected a gentleman out of Vegas named Treasure. So Treasure was the lead singer of the Barcades. Well, I'm going to be 100 with you. They called me and I was getting ready to go to Orlando, Florida to my niece's wedding and said, Chris, we need you to come audition in person. And we need you to know these four songs. Anticipation, Boogie Boogie Body, Freak Show, and I think it was Grown Folk. And I said, well, I'm going out of town. Can you can you make it next week? And they did. Well, that next week came. I sung those songs at, at practice in front of Larry and James and the entire band with the band. And they looked at me and Larry and James said, we got to meet tomorrow. Meet me at Outback Steakhouse on Union. <laughs> I met him there, and they said, we had selected a gentleman from Vegas as the new lead singer, but he doesn't have the soul. You got the soul and the it factor. And they shook my hand and said, keep a secret for a month and about 10 days uh, until we make the announcement in Memphis at the show, you are the new lead singer of the Barcade. I was blown away. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah, blown away. I never would have thought a legendary band of this magnitude, I would be, you know, taking the keys as Larry described it to the next, you know, generation. And I, my music career took a, a big, a, a real good turn years ago. I don't know if y'all remember in 2009, I was with Plies. I was signed to Plies label for three years mm-hmm. and put out a record with uh, Trina and Plies first. I got a problem. Mm-hmm. I did one with Gucci Man called Jump Shot Money. I did the one with Plies, put it on you. And I got some stuff with Yo Gotti that no one has never heard that I got in the vault. I'm going to keep it in there until maybe a time for that, but not right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. So do you write? Oh, yeah. I, and I have over 100 songs recorded. Wow. I used to be managed by the same guy who uh, discovered Tank, Aaliyah, uh, Genuine. He's in D.C. His name is Jerry Vines. We call him Juke. He hooked me up with Troy Taylor. I got some songs that nobody's ever heard of those because I got them in the vault when I was with Plies. I got songs with the guy who produced Lil Runny. Please excuse my hand. I'm a flirt, same girl. But I have a whole lot of music that nobody's ever heard, and I can't wait until the world gets to 
gets an earful of it. <laughs> so you've collaborated with Plies and Trina. So if you had your like your ideal collab, who would it be? Right now, at this day and time? Mm-hmm. Right now. Man, it would definitely be Drake and Bryson Tiller or her. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, that would be I, good. Oh man, her is so dope, man. Her vibe and what she what she guys what she brings to the table. I I love mm-hmm. it. and I definitely have some music in that lane that they're in that I would love to, you know, collab and see what we can come up with. Yeah, she she right. played the guitar and sang at the Super Bowl this year. It was fantastic. Yeah, I saw her and D'Angelo last week on D'Angelo versus on versus. Oh man, yep. that was, that's real music, man. I really missed that. Bruno Mars is another guy. Oh, yeah. have you heard his new album? His new song he just oh, dropped. Oh yeah, man. Because I know Cam too. Yeah, yeah. Bruno, Bruno drop heat every time he come, man. Mm-hmm. Every but time. But this one was more like a Eddie Ruffin nineteen um, seventies vibe. It was a good one. Yeah, I'm gonna leave the door open. I'm gonna leave the door open. <laughs> oh yeah, he's bad, man. He's bad. Charlie Wilson, nothing. I love Charlie Wilson, man. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's a classic right there. Yeah, Charlie You do have a real soulful voice. Every time you belt that out, I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I love singing. A lot of people, I, sometimes I used to sing. I wouldn't even talk. People would be like, can you just talk to me? And I wouldn't do it. I'd <laughs> sing everything I wanted to say. And people would be like, boy, you are crazy. I wish I could sing. I love to sing and I love yes, music. Yes, you sure do. The singing is not about to hey, Everybody can sing. Nah. Every you could, Brandon, you can sing too. <laughs> you can you shower. You, you got to get that confidence. You can do oh, it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I definitely hold whole concerts in the shower. But, okay, you know, we get in the studio. In we can, I can hook you up to where you can do a hook and they wouldn't even think, nobody would think it'll be okay. you. It's going to be a hit. Watch. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor, oh, that's a lot of auto tuning. Yes, sir. Let me that's tell right, you, man. I will take that challenge <laughs> on. I will take the challenge on. Featuring Doctor A and Brandon. Brandon, you're gonna do the bottom. You're gonna be real low, the baritone. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> like my cousin say, pick that note up, please. <laughs> so uh, y'all got a new single, "The Perfect Gentleman." Now, how did that come about? That single came about when I first got in the band. I approached James and he approached me. I said, we need some new music to put out. And this was 2017. So I recorded this song in 2017. I did not record it recently. I'm always going to keep it 100. I'm going to tell the truth. That song is 2017 when I first got in the band. A gentleman out of Atlanta. His name is, he's an artist, Gaz, Gazner. He wrote it and he produced it. I ended up mm. having him send me the files to Memphis. And I went over a friend of mine house named Jonathan Davenport. We call him J-Dab, D-A-V. And we went over there and started recording and messing around with this song, Perfect Gentleman, and sent it to everybody in the band. And they said then, hey, man, this is a hit. This is a great song, R&B. It, it's what the world needs. And James heard it, too, and James immediately said, I love it. You are singing the mess out of it, man. So we are going to do something with this record. And uh, perfect time to release it was Valentine's Day weekend, and we are so excited. It okay. is doing well 
on a lot of radio stations. Well, good, good. Yeah, I heard it a couple times when I was listening to Memphis Radio. Thanks, thanks. Appreciate it. Definitely excited where the Barcade is headed. You have some new music also with Jazzy Faye. I can't, uh, me and James went to Atlanta. We do have uh, some music. Choosy Lovers, the title that we. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay. It's, it's, you know, Choosy Lover. We all think of the Isley Brothers when, when I said that mm-hmm. title, but uh, mm-hmm. we have a version of not Choosy Lover. It's totally different. It's a, a stepping song, like what you step to, you know, some of the grown folks that step. Cassius, I don't know if y'all know Cassius. Uh, he's a, a gentleman that could play the keyboard extremely well. He helped Jazzy along with uh, some gentlemen. And we did recorded in Atlanta, man. It took me like an hour and a half to record it. <laughs> are you guys traveling oh, yeah. for performance? Oh, yeah. Yet? We have you a are. show April the 3rd in Tampa, Florida at the Tampa Bay Black Heritage. Oh, Park. y'all be down here then. Yeah, Tampa Bay Black Heritage Festival is going to be outside. Okay. And then we'll leave there and go to Atlanta, April the 4th, the next day, backstage in Atlanta. Uh, I think that's the Sports Bar and Grill. And San Diego, California, we'll be there in May. Okay. So how has COVID impacted y'all's uh, tour oh, schedule? Oh, man, COVID put a chokehold on everything. We 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 came mm-hmm. to a screeching halt. I think the only show we did, well, we did a nice show for Young Dolph here in Memphis about two months ago. He had a show for his aunt who raised him. Uh, there wasn't that many people there, but, you know, it's limited amount of people that has to, you know, come to show. But we did a whole hour, but we're wearing the mask, hand sanitizers and Lysol and Lysol wipes. We have the whole nine with us when we do go to uh, make sure we're staying safe and practicing social distancing. No handshaking. We remind everybody no hugs and we just have to stay safe and try to and try to not catch this stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a bug bear. I haven't seen it. It's rough. Hey man, I had it. I had it. I never thought. Oh, did you? Yeah, oh, wow. I never. After the Super Bowl, I, I woke up and I didn't feel good, and I didn't think anything else about it. I said, well, "Let me go get a COVID test and make sure." We ain't got a COVID test, and they uh, said you was positive. I said, "Man, the only thing I could have was a fever and a little small chills," and but I didn't have no more symptoms after that. It was just like eight hours. I didn't feel oh, well. Wow. I never lost my taste. Never lost my smell, and I exercised a lot. Still was mm-hmm. able to exercise and eat, and I just went through the whole 10 to 14-day quarantine, got me another test, came back negative, and I'm just thanking God that it didn't take me out like most families, the over, you know, 500,000 people that we've lost, and my heart, my heart and thoughts and prayers go out to so many different people that that's, that's been affected and lost their loved ones. I'm, I'm thankful it wasn't me, you know. So we like to ask all of our guests. Our show is really based on the premise of thriving and encouraging people to walk in their gift and to just thrive. So one of the questions that we ask of all of our guests is what does success mean to you? What does it look like? What does it feel like? And what would you recommend to other people? Success to me looks like people changing lives and not doing it for money or doing it for fame. When you can put out a record that really uh, affects the way that people see life differently, that's success to me. I, I want to be a part of records that does that, that move the soul, that really make you think about the words and lyrics you're hearing versus a nice beat and the same hook over and mm-hmm. over again. The people that's trying to be successful and thriving in music, it's going to come to you. Don't worry about the money. Keep Get your business straight. Make sure you have all your dots, you know, the, the, the I's dotted and the T's crossed as far as your business is concerned, so you don't miss out on opportunities. Early on in my career, 
I would say I missed a lot of opportunity of money that was left on the table by not having a publishing company, by not looking out for my royalties or different things. Because I just so mm-hmm. I was so excited and I I prayed to God, I want the world to know my name. And to me, that's the wrong prayer. And I know that and I realize it now through my experience. And I should have been praying, God, whatever you have for me, it is for me. Mm-hmm. And whatever mm-hmm. that is, it'll come with it. And God, God did exactly mm-hmm. what I asked him. World new Chris J implies. Shawty, I want to know if you come on. Everybody remember that song. It it was a hit. <laughs> and yes. I didn't really capture the money from that record like I should have. And that taught me a valuable lesson of you need to get your business straight. So I would tell any young artist that's definitely aspiring to be something in life, make sure your business is straight and read the book, John P. Kellogg, all about the music business. Hmm. That's a good, that's a good one. Okay. Well, thank you, sir. We appreciate it. Oh, good. Thank you all for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good one. Oh, you too. Bye-bye. All right, Adrian. I think, you know what? I think that we did uh, preach a word to the folks today. All right. Good conversation. Mm -hmm. And we want to hear how you're thriving. Right. So let us know. Let us know. What are your, what are your, what's your definition for success? Um, what does it take for you to thrive? What has been your experience? We want to hear that from you. So share it with us um, so that we can learn from your experiences and other people, some of our other listeners and thrivers can learn as well. Right. And look us up on Instagram, Facebook, and send us emails because we do want to hear your success stories. And, you know, we also want to hear those things that you may be struggling with because, you know, we may be young, but we've been through a whole lot of trials and tribulations that we can tell you how to to overcome some of these hops. I'm just telling you. 